you know. Well, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay Good afternoon, everyone. This is Bob Oakley. I'm your host uh, today on the radio show. And uh, we have a couple of guests that are scheduled to come on. And I... uh, I want to just mention that uh, the radio show is broadcast Monday through Friday from 12 noon to 1 o'clock. And um, I usually do the show on Thursdays. I'm scheduled for that. And uh, we have other hosts that are uh, that could, uh, do the show different days in a week. We do that to help people to have a different perspective of what the host collection is all about and the, some of the specific projects that each of us are working on. So uh, I, and are involved in, and I um, I just want to let you know that the Hope Collection was was founded by a very good friend of mine, Dr. Joel Griffin. Uh, we we had been friends for nearly 45 years. <clears throat> Excuse me, and um, we worked together in in a lot of different endeavors. And one day, uh, Dr. Griffin called a bunch of us together and said, uh, uh, gave us an idea what he wanted to do with the Hope Collection and uh, to uh, get it started and uh, to uh, use it as a, as a program to help people. And our motto is helping people and helping them to help other people. So uh, I am uh, very excited about uh, being a host on, on the show. I've been doing this for a number of years, and um, I, I enjoy talking with people and helping them with uh, situations that they have in their life. And that's what the Hope Collection is all about. It's trying to help people to have a better have a better life, and um, we um, uh, we do this every every day. Uh, as I said, we have different hosts that talk about different things that they are involved in. And uh, <clears throat> first of all, now I'm going to I'm going to mention that we have uh, another good friend of mine who's been my friend uh, for many many years, and a friend of Dr. Joel Griffin's also. Um, my friend Ron Clayton from Buffalo, New York. Ronnie, how you doing today? Good afternoon, Robert, and how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Did you have a wonderful Independence Day weekend and celebrations? Yes, we had a wonderful Independence Day. I, uh, I with the Knights of Columbus, I marched in the in the parade. And uh, I was exhausted afterwards. <laughs> I believe it. It was hot. Was it hot down there? It was 80 degrees up here in Buffalo. Yeah, we had a we had about an hour and a half delay that we had to stand around and wait for the uh, for the uh, organizers to get everything set up. And then we had um, about an hour and a half of parade. Uh, it was one of our biggest um, parades that we've had uh, that I can remember. Uh, and it was, but it was very, very good and very successful. A lot of people showed up. We had uh, threatening uh, weather conditions, and uh, we were wondering if it was going to be canceled, but it was not. Um, and we we pulled it off. So um, everybody seemed to be happy about it. Many, many uh, people waving and sitting on the side of each side of the street, and and uh, so it was a it was a good celebration. And then last uh, the night after that, uh, there was a big fireworks display, and that was great also. 
So um, I'm uh, I'm very very proud to be part of that. Very happy that it it worked out well. Well, I'll tell you what I think. I looked. It seemed like all over the country, all the different celebrations all over the place. Well, it's like uh, COVID never happened, and people were excited. They were celebrating, and they were honoring, and they were patriotic. I thought it was an incredible revitalization of an outward, you know, a, re- a respect to our, our country. And I thought it was the best in many, many years. And there was no, I didn't see any garbage where somebody was against it. They were all supporting it. And everywhere he went, there was great excitement. I thought the New York City Macy Day um, celebration and fireworks were the best I've ever seen. And we actually came to New York and we watched those fireworks from the river on a, um, we had a package, a vacation package, Bob where we were actually on a yacht. We had a celebration, a band. We had a big buffet dinner. It was just incredible. And uh, then we watched the fireworks and went back, went up around Statue of Liberty, came back down, and they took us to the whole, back to our hotel. We had a celebration. Well, I got to tell you, the celebration they had on the East River was as good as the one we saw years ago. I was really excited to see that happen. Yeah, it's it's amazing uh, how people get out and celebrate um, for the birth of our country, and uh, it's uh, I just uh, I'm very proud to be an American, and very proud that uh, uh, to be part of uh, any any kind of a celebration like that. And so, as long as the good Lord uh, gives me the abilities, I will continue to do that. And uh, I oh, thank um, you. I I thank him for that. We got to give him all the credit because he's. And I, uh, <clears throat> I just like the uh, celebration that uh, we had up in in Buffalo on uh, Memorial Day. Uh, that was a tremendous celebration, and I, I was very, uh, very, very happy to be there, and uh, happy that you you invited us, and uh, uh, we got to meet a, a lot of people, um, especially uh, Captain Lynn Kane. Um, which I had never met before, but talked to him many times on the radio show uh, because you and him uh, share the radio show tomorrow on Fridays, and uh, so I was I was very uh, very very glad to uh, to meet him in person and uh, to meet well, we, Mary. We loved hosting. We loved hosting you and having you and Flo, your new bride, and uh, we just made the whole weekend that you were part of the special treat. That we had it was a memorial service, but it was a celebration of getting getting together, and uh, all the kids, the, the troops, the scout troops. I thought the passing of the torch to the next generation, having them involved in the service to recognize those who are veterans who've fallen, and uh, that was just great. What an honor! Yes, it was, and I. Uh... <laughs> I even got to uh, cook hot dogs and hamburgers at your house. <laughs> there you go. It puts you to work. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Well, oh. Linda, Linda, oh, I... Linda was getting Linda was getting everything organized, and I um, I volunteered to help out with the with the cooking if she needed. She said, "Sure, go ahead." Oh. 
We sure appreciate it, you know. Bob Oakley. Linda says hello. Linda's home today with me, and so she heard me talking to you, and she came in to see because she's in the other room, end of the house. So we just uh, we just want to call in and say hi. Thank well, thank you again well, for your service and your help. Tell her, tell her we and, um, tell Linda we tell Linda we said hi and. Uh, we really appreciate uh, all of all of the help that you guys give us. You and Linda are always uh, servant leaders in helping people, and and giving of yourselves, and doing the things that God wants you to do. And that's um, uh, I'm so proud of you guys, and I, I appreciate it so very much. God bless you both. Well, we're we're a team, and you know, a team has lots of different parts and lots of different people that come together and then you become a strength and you, you know, you got a good football team and you got good offense and good defense, good special teams. Boy, you can accomplish a lot. You can go to the Super Bowl. Well, that's what the Hope Collection's doing. Bob, we are working the Super Bowl helping people. And there's no I in team. (laughs) Yeah. It's on, it's not about us. It's about the people that we're helping. And that's what the Hope Collection is all about. Giving people hope. Stop. Okay. Well, my friend, I, I thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. By the way, uh, folks, uh, Ron Clayton that I've been talking to is the president of the Hope Collection, uh, a president of the board, and um, I enjoy working with him on the board also. And we, uh, we're we a team there also, a great team that's uh, uh, trying to accomplish many, many things uh, at once. And uh, – Everybody working on different projects, and so. Uh, By the way, uh, Robert, um, one yeah. of your guests who's on the show many many days uh, is Kim, uh, better known as the Queen. Uh, she had surgery this morning to have teeth pulled, so I don't expect that she's going to be on the call today. She really needs to be. She should be resting. We took we took her, Lynn and I took her to the dentist and back home again. And she got her medications from the druggists, and so she should be down. But she came up with an idea that is, and she's going to research it and bring it to the board. Um, she thought of the idea that we should have at our home page of the Hope Collection a help emergency help call in line, where there are organizations that man a phone twenty four hours seven days a week. If someone has an issue that needs immediate attention, perhaps their uh, uh, life situation, and they need help, well, there are organizations that do that, and Kim's going to look into it and find out which one's going to work best for us. But we're going to do that. We're going to have on our front page of the Hope Collection, we're going to add an 800 number to call in for help. That's a great idea, a great idea, and I think we should we should implement it. And uh, yeah, she's got some work to do because we have to be careful. The the um, the organizations that do that have to be very well protected because uh, you are liable, very highly liable for situations in this. So yeah. we have to be yeah. very careful with who we choose. So she's going to research it. That's that's a job that. Uh, 
we've asked her to do, and I thought her wanting to follow through and do that. You know, she doesn't just call in. She's like most people who are members of the Hope Collection. They want to do things. And so this could make us even better for what we can help. So I thought that was cool. That's great, Ronnie. That's great. And uh, I I appreciate her, her efforts to do that. And I agree with you. Cool. We have to be very careful, very careful in how we implement that, and uh, because there's a lot of um, a lot of uh, possible issues that could come up uh, as a result yeah. of that. Don't mean uh, it, so we, it doesn't mean we can't do it. We're not going to let it. We're not going to let be scared. You know, we're not going to not make a movement because of because of. No, we're going to move because of. And so I look forward to making that happen. So I'll, um, great, I'll keep great, you, we'll keep great. you posted on that, okay? She'll probably yeah, talk in the next four minutes. Well, okay. you have a great day. Great. I'm going to sign off. Thank if, you, uh, country you. Boy you. On, if Country, country Boy comes on, if Country Boy comes on, tell my son hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm here. All right. <laughs> Give me a holler later, will you please, Country Boy? Yes. Yes, sir. Hey! Can you hear me? <laughs> Y'all talking about we, the place I live, Mary said her town's smaller than mine. We're still up to debate on that. I don't have a red light in my town, and we got 911 in 2019 because the nearest hospital to us is 22 miles away. But, again, if, if we look for solutions, and that's what we want to do, we want to make sure align ourselves with companies that who are who they say they are and will do more than they say they will do. We ended up having a local fire, five area fire departments. We didn't have 911, but we did have fire uh, stations in the area. So our first step was to get 24-hour phone assistance and it ended up being the fire department so i know that you put it into the airways kim has put it into the airways now we're hearing that the prayer has been launched and if there is a will there is always a will over here at the hope foundation god will send and make a way for us so thank kim thank you queen for coming up with that idea and ron thank you for thinking it's a good idea because when two minds come together on a great idea guess what happens things happen back to you oak man yeah, it's it's uh you know we're we're all about helping people and if if we can help people in that way, uh, if they have an emergency situation, um, and we can help them to get uh, to get uh, attention for whatever they, their emergency is, that's great. So um, yes, I agree with that. I agree with that completely. Um, and like Ron said, we just have to be careful and uh, make sure that we um, that it's uh, implemented properly and and with an organization that will uh, will live up to what they're what they say they can do okay and so it just uh just has to be checked out before we before we implement something like that okay my friend i uh i appreciate you coming on country um and i uh i know there's a lot of a lot of changes going on uh with the hope collection um, just to let everybody know, we're uh, the whole whole collection is being is being renovated. It's been around uh, for more than uh, many years. It's been around, and there's a lot of a lot of things that uh, that are being changed. 
and being updated. We, you know, one of the things we have to do is we update it to a different technology because the technology has changed so much over the years. I, I, uh, I see we have our, our good friend Mary is Mary Stanley's on the on the line with us. Hi, Mary. How you doing? Good. How about you? Oh, we're doing good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, what um, technology is changing? So, what are we changing? Sorry, Mary. What are we changing? Um, we've been talking about um, uh, adding uh, a uh, Ron. Uh, Ron came on for a few minutes, and he was talking about uh, an effort to uh, maybe put on the, the home page of the Hope Collection a way for people to to call in uh, when they have an emergency. Uh, and um, so we're, we're probably going to be uh, um, voting on that at the next board meeting if, uh, if it comes out uh, that the research is, is, uh, is good and that the, the organization that, that can help us with that is, is good. We, we, if it's carried in the, in the board meeting, we'll, we'll have it implemented. So, uh, so it I won't think that's be this board meeting, but it'll be the next one. What we're working on is, you know, when you call a crisis line, they have scripts that they follow, and okay. they direct you to resources for help. Yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Um, It was Queen's great idea, Victoria, or um, yeah. What's, yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, I'm helping her with it. And, what, and I put some feelers out there. And what we're creating is a crisis line, but it will be stocked with volunteer mental health specialists. So you're going to have coaches, you're going to have therapists, you're going to have psychologists that specialize in trauma and mental health. And I had an overwhelming support when I put it on, asking for volunteers to man these phone lines. So you will actually, in real time, get help and talk off that ledge that you're on instead of having to, they tell you to go to the hospital or call 911 or walk you through breathing techniques. They will actually right there in real time call or help you through whatever you're struggling with at that moment with the opportunity to work with that professional because they do this, you know, on their own time to schedule appointments and follow up with them at the same time. And the cost... Yep for follow-up is either free or based on what you can afford to pay. It'll be all donated time. Yeah, and I, I was, um, yesterday I was online looking up um, some information about certain eye diseases, and uh, such as Gra- Graves' disease and uh, Ted, Ted disease and other, other, other types of disease uh, uh, in the eyes. And... Um, they had a number that you could call for assistance from from a nursing organization, and um, so I think that's um, yes, I agree that it's it's a very good idea to do that. Right, you know, when you call these these special lines, they have people that can help you. Where a lot of these crisis lines are only script based volunteers, and yeah, so they will yeah. follow troubleshoot with you and. So they'll tell you to go to, the, go to the hospital or go here, or go there, or follow up with your therapist. I know I've, I've called a few of them back in the day. 
because I went through that. And that's why it's such a passion for me because I survived it. And I want to give an opportunity for everybody yeah. to be able to pull themselves out and survive it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Country, well, why you, you have... Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think it's a great idea, too, because... And here in Georgia, and I'm not tooting my own horn, but when it gets past midnight here in Georgia, and if you don't need to dial 911, because if you dial 911, the first thing they ask you is what type of emergency it is. And if it's not something you need immediate attention, we'll say non-emergency, and then they'll go ahead and get additional information. But I got several last week, five to be exact, one of them was at 3 a.m. in the morning where one of my veteran friends that I'm looking after, he's been home for about eight years now trying to fight with the vets and giving him his check. They only have him on 12 meds, but he got in an argument uh, with his roommate, and they put him out at 3 o'clock in the morning, and he had nowhere to go. So we got him checked into a hotel, but the emergency wasn't just finding somewhere to stay for the night. The emergency was getting his meds back which took a week and a half, the person wouldn't let the guy get in the house and get his meds. So to me, that's a crisis. That's a 911, what am I going to do? I've been a whole week without my meds. i got to do something. So we was able to contact the local VA and get him some additional meds, you know, to kind of stabilize him until he was able to get rest of stuff. But whoever came up with that idea, uh, I think it's a great idea. And, again, we want to be able to be not just the hope but the solution to somebody else's problem. And, oh, man, you hear me all the time saying because we're obedient in what God has given us to do as servant leaders, then we become the answer to somebody else's prayer. Back to you, old man. Amen. Amen. I, yes. Thank you, country. Um Mary, you got any new things you want to talk about uh, regarding uh, the Hope Collection? Any new additions? Well, the month of July is Disability Awareness Month oh. and Self-Care Month. Great. Even though I personally don't believe it's a disability, I believe it's an ability just because of what I deal with with my kids. One of the highlighted or issues that is talked about during Disability Awareness Month is autism. So we're bringing back two shows to talk about special needs and families in the morning. And um, we have, I am just waiting on a phone call for the Hope Collection and an email for the new website and get it, um, the computer just locked. To, Take what we have, combine it with what's new, and bring it all together into one system. Excellent. So when you register, it'll it'll go into a system. Everybody will be notified, and you will get the response that you should get and not the delay that we're getting right now. Excellent, excellent. I actually, and, when, and when that's coming up awesome. this month? Um, I am hoping so. I actually, um, we are using a program called NowSite, and they have an affiliate program. So they offer website setups, and they actually build your website for you for a very, very low cost. I mean, low cost is $30. Oh, 
So I've paid them to do it for me because I don't have time to do all that. Nitpicking and putting everything together to make it all fancy. So they're helping do it themselves. That's great. That's been, uh, we've been waiting a while for that to come and it's going to be a good addition to our, to our system and our, and our programs. Correct. That's great. And I, uh, Derek and I were talking uh, yesterday about uh, the Hope Collection, and uh, he, he's always going into the Hope Collection to see what's new and what's what's working and what's not working. And um, he was telling me that uh, some of the things that I uh, I had looked at myself previously uh, were not available, but now they're available. So that's that's great thing. We're making progress, and that's a, that's the important part. Is we're making progress. Mm-hmm. And I well, thank everybody who's It's going to take a little while. Oh, I know that. I I used to be in um, uh, in in a department where I was the head of, of of a large group of people that were working on computer systems, and uh, there was uh, <clears throat> excuse me, they were. Uh, it takes time. Sometimes it takes years to get a, a whole system set up, and getting it to work properly. And to to do what what uh, the users of that system wanted to do, and so uh, yeah, I'm I'm well aware of that, and I know that it takes time. We got to have patience. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the good Lord wants us to have patience. I was um, this week. I've been uh, spending some time with a friend of mine. Uh, he's. Um, um, uh, he's been responsible for the last seven or eight years for his, his parents uh, because they were both uh, elderly and they were both had a lot of medical, medical issues that they were dealing with. So he had to, he had to quit his job and, uh, and go to uh, help be full-time uh, helping them and resolving uh, their medical issues and, and working with them and taking care of them. His father finally passed away. Um, about a year ago, he was 110 years old, and uh, his mother wow. passed away. Passed away just a couple of months ago, and she was um, 98 years old. And and uh, but they've been been together all their lives. Um, they were married uh, young, and they were married all those years. And uh, just a wonderful couple. I, I I've met them many times in church. Well, he would bring him in. He would wheel, wheel his father in on a wheelchair first, get him set up in the pew, and then go out and get his mother and wheel her in on a wheelchair and get her set up in the pew. And they, uh, they, were, uh, they, they attended church um, uh, all the time. And, and it, was, uh, it was really a pleasure to, to, be, to be with them. They were both very alert and, and had, had uh, good cognitive uh, abilities, even at that age. And, um, but they had a lot of physical disabilities that they were dealing with. But anyway, um, we were talking about him, and it just it just reminded me that when we're when we're young as children, um, our parents take care of us, and then sometimes in our lives, um, after after we get older and our parents get much older, then we have to take care of them, and that's part of the family unit. Is to and a part of the family responsibility is to take care of them, 
And I had I have two brothers, and when my mother got uh, became ill, and she needed uh, she needed help, full time help, um, my two brothers refused to take care of her, and so I took care of her, me and my wife, uh, for for more than five years of her the last last five years of her life, um, and so it it was a big responsibility, and I and um and I I feel that so many so many children when they become adults, don't take on that responsibility of, of uh, taking care of their, their parents. And I think it's, it's sad in a, in a way, um, but it's um, because it's an inconvenience to them. And I didn't, I didn't think of it as an inconvenience to, to help my mother and move her into our house from, from Illinois to New Jersey. And so I, um, I just felt it was responsibility that we have as as uh, as uh, the children that they took care of for many years. Do you guys have anything to say about that? You know, you know, I agree with you on that. You know, the sad part is is that these younger generations aren't being taught that that you know taking care of your your family and your folks and, you know, your grandparents. It's instead is that it's where these younger generations right now are moving back into their houses and the parents have to work longer and more to take care of their kids. Oh, absolutely. It's like the roles are reversed. Yep. And it's yep. sad. You know, when we were kids, even, you know, your generation, I think it's up until the millennial generation, you turned 16, you did whatever you could, get a job, you did something to get a license and a car to be free. You 18, you got a job, you either moved out, you paid rent, or you went to college. And now it's like, you don't want to. Yep, yep. I know. It seemed like it seemed like the, the the era that we came in. A parent's number one role was to take care of you, give you food, housing, shelter, all the necessities, and their priority was to graduate you from school, high school preferably, not elementary. Graduate from you high school, and then watch this: graduate you out of the house with a very, very bold clause at the bottom says, if anything ever happens, regardless of what happens out there in the world, you're always welcome to come back home and hoping that when they raise the child up the way that they would have them go and introduce them to the world, the last thing that they wanted to see is to run into a crisis out there in that world that you couldn't handle and we had to pull the retreat button. But like now, as our new generation, and they got all kinds of names for them, millennials and all that kind of good old stuff, well, a lot of them don't have what we have, Bob. It's called a cycle of appreciation. They don't know and realize and appreciate that their parents had to work two, sometimes two, three jobs just to be able to buy them in style clothes that she was wearing on. And my mom had to partake in buying nine class rings. As we look back over then, my 
nine class rings that my mom had to buy for the kids almost cost three quarters of what she paid for our house. Now, if you start yep. to look at how much value and how much sacrifice was made into that, then I look into my community. There was 38 elders that have had the home in my street. 14 of them have passed and gone on home. But if you look at those 14 houses that they spent 30-some-odd years to pay for and passed down, left an inheritance behind for their children so their living wouldn't been in vain, and now I see half of those houses just sitting there, rotting into the ground because they had no appreciation on what went into it to be able to leave something behind for their children and their children walk away. And then there, you flip the coin over because everybody's scenario is not the same. This one moved out of state. They're only 6,000 miles that way. This one moved out of state. They're only 800 miles in the other direction, and they have their own family. So mom or dad is left back in the state that they moved from, so you're supposed to shut your family down, quit your job, even though they relocated you there so you can make more money to your family, and go home and take care of mom and dad. So as we stand on the outside looking in, there are so many different scenarios that happen in each individual's life. At one point, my mom told me that I couldn't save the world, but I'll end by saying this, regardless on where they are, regardless on where you are, regardless on where your parents end up residing, his mercy and grace shall follow you all the days of your life. I don't care if you move to the other side of the planet. If they put my mom and dad on the moon and I could catch a ride there, that's where I would be. But regardless of where you are, regardless of where your parents are, we're, it's, you know, we're just admitting a, a prayer to the atmosphere that his mercy and his grace will be sufficient for you and for them regardless of wherever they are, because he told me to tell y'all in closing that his love is omnipotent. So wherever you are, so is he also. Back to you, old man. Thank you, country. You know, uh, it's very important, uh, the love aspect of of this. Uh, If if you love your parents, and you know they love you because they've, they've supported you all your life, um, and I, I know my parents did. They supported me uh, uh, in any anything that I, I needed. And um, when I was uh, when I was growing up, now when I moved out, it was a little different because then I became uh, I had to support myself and my family. Um, and um, but we still, you know, we still kept in in contact with with our parents. And I I talked to my mom and dad every week. Um, uh, to just see how they were doing and see if there was anything they needed help with, and um, and it it but it I, I just think that that particular part of part of the family unit has has changed over the years, and it it's not as um, it's not as uh, as as good as it used to be, um, but I I think that um, you know the you know I work a lot with the Spanish families now helping the Spanish immigrants. But I see that they still have that, um, uh, that need for the, for the children to help the parents. And, um, and I, I, I can see that every day when I'm working with them. Um, and I, I see that that's, um, that particular tradition in their families is still important. Go ahead. Somebody want to say something? 
anyway, um, I um, I just thought I'd mention that because um, it's about uh, the generations you know, uh, honoring family traditions and relationships, and and I think that um, we uh, we as individuals. Um, uh, we as siblings in a family, we have a, a, a personal responsibility. And my mother was very good about that because she she was always, she set by an example for us with her parents um, that she was always uh, wanting us to um, be part of their lives and to be involved in their lives and to help them in any way they needed it, both the uh, both my dad's parents and my my mom's parents, uh, we were visiting them a lot of times to uh, to just be there and show them that we we love them and that we care about them and that we uh, we want to help them any way that they need it. And um, all four of my grandparents, uh, my mother's side too, and, and my dad's side too, um, lived into their 80s, and and um, in that in those days that was that was unheard of. And they they pretty much took care of themselves that whole time, um, and I. Um, but my my mother, um, she lived into her 90s, but she was not able to take care of herself um, because she had uh, um, dementia, uh, Alzheimer's, uh, and she had strokes, and and so um, she needed she needed someone to be with her um, to take care of her. And that's why uh, my wife and I decided to bring her into our house. We moved her from Illinois to uh, to New Jersey, and uh, and it was um, it was quite an experience for her as well as us, because she she was so used to all of her life living in her own house and being able to do whatever she wanted to do in her own house, and then she came to our house um, where where it was a different a whole different atmosphere. Because we had uh, we had ch- a lot of children and and uh, growing up and and uh, but she loved the children and she loved the grandchildren and and so she um, uh, it eventually worked its way out but it but it was a big adjustment period for all of us uh, to bring mom home and uh, but I, I I'm very I'm very happy that we did that and we helped her in her 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 last part of her life um, to. Uh, to, to show her that we cared about her and we loved her and we wanted her to be with us and uh, we wanted to take care of her. So I think that's very important. Oh, man, why are you right in that area? As we look at our different eight pillars in the Hope Foundation, one of the pillars that we have is what we call attainable, not tiny, you guys. That's the name that we just kind of pushed under the rug because – the attainable home I'm building is 3,200 square feet, three bedrooms, two and a half baths with a three-car garage. So, we, Bear, we, we changed the name to attainable homes, but when we talked about the importance of somebody that's lived 40, 50 years of their life in a home in a certain state with a certain atmosphere and all that kind of stuff, um, we talked about showing people now how to build container homes, they call them which is affordable, which you can build right next door, which you can put in your backyard where we can cut a hole in the house that you have and put a stack of 14 tall if we need to. But one of these things was able to give that parent 
the security of owning their own home without totally moving them out of the environment that they grew up with, that they can relate to. And as these people grow older, sometimes they get a touch of Alzheimer's. And for you to take them and relocate them in an environment that they're not quite used to is a task within itself because us being all creatures of habit and it's hard for you to do what you've never been taught. And if Mary was to move me from Georgia to Minnesota, because the first day I talked to her, it was about 82 degrees here. And she said, oh, yeah, we got five foot of snow. I would have been totally, totally, totally freaking out if she moved me <laughs> down here from the dirty, dirty south where I can play in the dirt every day and I had to play in snow every day. And I could do that adjustment. But I've said all that to say, you guys, in the process of us looking to be there for our elders, I think, that again, that's why we're having to form what we call one nation under love because it's hard for anybody to be two places at one time besides the God that we say we serve. As we walk through you know, this country, and we start. That actually happened to my buddy. He was born and raised in Alabama. You never get snow in Alabama. Join the Army. His first duty station, and by the time we were done with boot camp, was in November. His first duty station was Fairbanks, Alaska. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're talking from one extreme to another now. I offered him, I go, you know, if you want to come up to Minnesota just to get a little taste of cold, because he thought Virginia was cold, I mean, Southern Virginia. He's like, no, I'll be okay. He calls me two months later, and he's like, this is crazy. (laughs) I can't do this. But But as we go through, you guys, again, you can't get through unless you grow through. We, I keep reminding people that, oh, I don't know what to do. Don't say that because life is nothing but a series of choices that we make. Forgive them, Father, because we know not what to do. We're not going to keep pleading ignorance. You heard me say when I first opened my mouth today, whereas there is a will, that will make a way. If y'all didn't grow up with a Southern religion background that I did, they said, well, God will make a way out of no way. I even got deep when I was looking in there, and he said he'll put rivers in the desert where it's dry. He'll take the last and make them first. Now, I'm talking about the God that we serve. I don't know who y'all serve, but I'm just telling you that he switched to roles from old people going back to a kid's state of mind and took the children that they raised up and had them to go and let them be wiser and stronger and be family, family, family. I still have a plaque on my wall. My grandmama embroidered it, and and we framed it, and it said something in the sum of families that pray together, stay together, regardless of where your geographical location is, they still making jokes out of me, Bob. Oh, you can take the boy out of the country 
but you can't take the country out of the boy. I've been living in the city for 42 years, and my mama then was living in the in the country is what they call it. But guess what? It never stopped me from calling. It never stopped me from going. It never stopped me from just calling up to say, I just called to say, I love you. It wasn't a weekly thing. It was a daily thing. They said anything that has priority in your life, you'll always find time to do it. My mom and them never said, Mary, go away. I don't feel like being your mama today. <laughs> so if they can take the time for me, I'm just one phone call away. My mom and them had to go down to the corner, to the phone booth. Yeah. <laughs> Now they got cell phones everywhere. You can just call them. When I had to call, I had to get an operator to connect me. And here's my last one since I'm in the joking mood. Jesus is always on the main line. My auntie wrote that song. Call him up, call him up, and tell him what you want. So if Jesus is always on the main line, my question to you is why do you wait till your phone get disconnected to try to call him? Back to you, old man. Y'all figure that one out later. Thank you. That, <laughs> I thought that was funny as shit. <laughs> oh, laugh at my own joke. I just made that up. <laughs> you know, the thing you said, uh, the family that prays together stays together. That's so important also is to uh, – is to uh, share share together. Uh, you're honoring the Lord, and and share together um, the, the times that uh, there there are situations in in the family. Uh, praying together and and asking for help and and asking for uh, uh, forgiveness. Those those are so important, I think, for um, for families to do together. And I, I see that again. I want to mention about the, the, the Spanish people. They're always in church. They're always praying together. Even every meal, when we have a meal together, um, they they pray. And they usually uh, one of us will lead it. Uh, sometimes I lead the prayer, and sometimes uh, um, uh, my my wife's uh, son-in-law will will lead the prayer. Um, and but but we always they're always praying together. And um, in the Catholic Church. Um, we have a tradition in the Catholic Church of, of praying on a rosary, um, and uh, that's done together as families. And and uh, I I did not have that in my in my previous family um, with my ex-wife, but I but I um, I do have it now, and and we uh, we pray together um, and 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 ask for uh, ask for help and ask for forgiveness. And so I um, and I know we always have the forgiveness because God has given us; He's forgiven us for anything we do. It's already before we do it; He's forgiven us. So, but anyway, uh, it's it's good to ask for it and and to let let Him know that we uh, we're relying on Him and we need His help. <clears throat> so anyway, um, I think that uh, um, you know there's some very important points that we're bringing out here about about family traditions. And about <clears throat> things that families do together, and things that uh, um, you know. I I just took a trip <clears throat> a couple a couple of weeks ago um, with my daughter Heather. <clears throat> she's 
she travels with me a lot, and uh, my wife and I and her, um, we went out to Illinois, and, and we uh, visited some of the family out there, and we also <clears throat> were uh, participated in in the uh, American Indians rendezvous out there, and <clears throat> that was a tremendous. Uh, I've done that a number of times over the years, uh, because um, one of my one of my nieces is uh, very active, involved in the American Indians' uh, uh, traditions and so forth. And so she um, uh, she always invites us when they're going to have another rendezvous. And they do it twice a year now, and um, in the spring and then in the fall. And uh, it, it's just it's just great to see some of the traditions that they have uh, with their families and so forth. <clears throat> And you'll sometimes go to one of their tents, and they have uh, maybe four or five generations of, of family there together, and uh, and it's it's really uh, it's really interesting and very uh, moving to see that. And and uh, so I, I I don't know uh, I just thought I'd mention that because it's another another area where where families are, are working together and and uh, helping each other out over over their lifetimes. you country i don't i don't have anything else to add to that well just again bob everybody should start to understand lynn kane one of our partners over the kindness y'all might know him as tom cruise we call him lynn kane because he's the only real top gun the best fighter pilot on the planet they said lynn kane is flown around the world enough times to go to the moon and back seven times if I ever got that high, that close to God, I'd just forget about y'all. I wouldn't come back. I'd crash my plane into the boat. <laughs> like, all right, here I am. <laughs> Self-delivered. Here I am. Bam. <laughs> Who is that? That must be country. He just dropped himself on God's footstep. <laughs> but you guys, Lynn Kane is a phenomenal man who also understands it's getting up there in the ticker time of years. He ain't just a young spring chicken because he started his non-for-profit organization. He's 51 years old, and that's older than most of y'all listening. So Lynn Kane was fighting before you was born. But, see, in the process of doing that, they flipped the coin over and said not only was he fighting, he was being kind. He helped us launch the international kindness campaign. Oh, I forgot to tell y'all how simple that is. Treat other people the way you want to be treated. Wow. Yep. That seems complicated, yep. don't it? You know, you mean I don't care whether you graduated from Harvard or Yale or just got out of jail, you can be kind? Boy, y'all catch on fast. Now I know you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth. But he ran on, he had on collision with another friend. Y'all just heard him. Our president, oh, I forgot to tell you, he's our new president. God said he's getting ready to do a new thing. Shout out, Joel Griffin. Joel Griffin gave us the vision and passed the baton over to Ron Clayton, our new president. So Lynn Kane has what we call a kindness campaign. And then over here at the Hope Collection, we got something called Hope for You. Can you hear me? Right. Let me say it one more time. We got something called Hope for you. Yeah, I'm talking to you now. They'll let anybody in. They let me in. 
because down here in the dirty, dirty South, we just call it a blessing to be a blessing. Shakespeare said it and gave it to Hamlet. Hamlet gave it and paid it forward, and I guess it made it down the country, boy. Are you to be a blessing? This is what we do, you guys. We have no hidden agendas. We have no hidden motives on what we do. We have every intention on blessing you, 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 and you. Yeah, we don't even care where you reside at. We don't care what part of the world you're in. Would you not listen when I said we formed something called One Nation Under Love? And you don't need no interpreter. Love means the same thing regardless of what language you say it in and how it comes off your tongue. You want me to spell it out for you? L-O-V-E. Yeah, it has a special meaning to me. Now, what we do is we care. Why? Because we care enough to share enough information with you so that you'll know what you need to know in order to be able to grow. Oh, I forgot to tell you, anything that doesn't grow eventually dies. So wherever you need to grow at, whatever arena, whatever area of your life, that's what we're here for. Last one now. We've been able, and Joel told me it was okay if I said this, old man, we've taken what we call super friends. Yeah, we've taken the best of the best from the north. Mary's way up in Minnesota. We got Van Taylor way up in Canada. We got Lynn Kane way over in California. That's an old man way up in around Virginia area. Here goes them. my best friend. He's down in Florida now. We've taken the best of the best from the north, the south, the east, and the west, and we'll allow every single person to come in and love their very, 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 very best because anything less than that is absolutely unacceptable because down here in the south we have one of them little sayings that ain't nobody can do what you do, like you do, when you do, what you do, and we feel so honored and privileged just to be able to do anything with you. Now, we want you to come on out and let your little light shine, and when you let your little light shine, it'll unconsciously other, let other people let their little light shine. And the last part, old man, we just want you guys to practice helping people, practice smiling on people, practice calling people and saying, I love you. Practice doesn't mean you get perfect. Practice means you only get better and better and better whatever it is that you do. Here's a twist. Don't miss it. This is what we want you to do. We want you to do unto others before, I said before, before, before they do unto you. Because when you give some love, some hope, some hope, some hope, some hope, some hope, and some kindness away, eventually it will come right back to you, even if it does not come from the person that you originally gave it to. But if the truth was really told, and the truth is the truth is the truth until it ain't, what the world needs now is love, sweet love. It's the only thing that there's just too little of. We're calling you out because we love you. They said misery loves company. Love, love's company, too. Thank you guys for joining us. And uh, we would say down here in the country, y'all come back to see us now. You hear? Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, um, when the Hope Collection was started years ago by Dr. Joel Griffin, you know, we we talked about uh, when would be a good time to broadcast the Hope Show. And um, Joel came up with the idea that we, we should broadcast it at, at lunchtime because then we'd be giving people hope for lunch. 
and that was the the thing that uh, we decided to to do. And I I, I was so glad that um, uh, to be a part of that in the beginning and to still be a part of it. Thank thank God for that. That I still am able to to do what I'm doing and uh, able to help people. And I I say I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to do it as long as He gives me the ability to do it. And and that's uh, that's what I'm that's what I that's what I plan to do. And I and I'm not doing it because I need to be doing it. I'm doing it because I need to help people. And that's what I want. That's what that's that's my desire and motivation uh, for doing this. It's to help other people. The focus is not on me. The focus is on them. The focus is on you, the, you out there who are listening. That's what we're focusing on. And if you need help, call us. Uh, you can get on the show any uh, five days a week. Uh, just dial in to 714-816-4686. That's 714-816-4686. And we're about out of time here now, um, and uh, so that's uh, about it for our show today. And I, I believe that um, I'm, I'm happy that everybody uh, that I that I know has been involved in the, the celebrations for the birthday of our our, our country, uh, United States of America, on July the fourth. And and uh, there's been so many great celebrations, and we also celebrated the uh, memorial all over the country for, for the veterans and, and the first responders around the country that have given so much. In fact, many have given their lives uh, for us, for our freedoms. And we thank God for that. So country, thank you for participating. And Mary, thank you for, for being on the show and all the things you do to help us. And Ron Clayton, uh, thank you for all the things that you do uh, on the show and, and on, on the Hope Collection and helping people and being a servant leader. Um, God bless you all and God bless America. And I'm signing off now. This is Bob Oakley. And uh, tomorrow will be a great show with uh, Ron Clayton and uh, Captain Len Kane. And um, they will talk about kindness and various other things that they're working on. So um, sign into the show, 714-816-4686. And bring a friend. And we don't exclude anybody. So um, you all have a great day, and God bless. Appreciate you, old man. Thank you. Thank you, country. Bye-bye.